0: Hi, my name is Scott, the Minister Maniac, and welcome back to episode two of the podcast that we are calling. Okay, if you are not blessed in the ability to be able to understand death metal vocals, that said, deafening roar. Again, this is episode number two. My name's Scott, and I'm joined by... This is John. This is John, and we're going to talk about stuff. Mm -hmm. And if you don't remember, season zero is called season zero because it is a test season. We're figuring things out, and we appreciate your comments in the comment section below about what we can do to make it better. Um, Number one thing we've improved since episode is headphones so we can hear if we're Doing a little bit of this and a little bit of talking to the table so it sounds better. Yeah. And also, you notice that there isn't a bunch of garbage on the main camera. So improving things already. Look at us. We're good. We did it. We're professionals. All right. (laughs) All right. So first of all, I get a lot of questions about John. (laughs) Mostly, John, do you have a YouTube channel?
1: Ah uh, yes, John. John YouTube do channel. you have a YouTube channel? I uh, as the as of the filming of this episode, I do not have a, a YouTube <laughs> channel. Uh, but we have been Scott and I have been going through the the exercises of if I were to have a YouTube channel, what would it be called? Mm, yes. And The name yeah the name this is a big deal (laughs) yeah so he doesn't have a channel but he does have
0: an instagram i do you can find it on the screen right now and also linked in the description below if you want to check out what john is doing basically he posts his miniature painting projects yeah that's that's it all right cool so how we like to structure these podcasts is we'll first start by talking about what we've been painting in the last like week since we've uh, Mm -hmm. done the last podcast and we also answer a question Let's start with uh, John. John, what were you painting in this last week?
1: What have I been painting? Well, last episode, I talked about the the wings, and I was able to finish those. Um, And gosh, that took longer than I expected. (laughs) So what I did was um, I felt the pressure of competition looming uh, <laughs> the deadline looming so I what I did was I'm like oh my gosh these wings took way longer and I thought I feel like I'm behind now so I set up a schedule for myself okay so I, I broke down um, into levels of things I needed to get done steps that I feel like I could consume and I could handle one at a time and only worry about that next step okay and then I have my final date of when it needs to be done and that will be my last step Okay. So my next step after finishing the wings um, was to work on the base, both uh, I'm adapting the base that came in the box uh, for the mini, and I'm also building my own kind of diorama base. Mm. Uh, f- so for this competition, the maximum footprint size is 150 mil- milliliters, millimeters. Okay. Uh, there's no milliliters. In front of <laughs> um So I bought a plinth at Hobby Lobby that was exactly 150 millimeters. Perfect. So, uh... That's so
0: much more space. Bigger
1: is always better. It's like Uh, the size of a salad plate.
0: 150 millimeters is so much bigger than the stupid one that Crystal Brush allows for, for single figure, which is 60. Yeah. It's teeny, teeny. It's either a 60 mil diameter circle or a 60 mil square, um... Which, if you do the math, the circle is more area. Yes. Um, but it's like negligibly so compared to 150 millimeter of space. So that's awesome. Okay. What do you think the base is going to look like? Uh,
1: I'm, I'm hoping that it will tell my story. Oh. Right? That's the whole point of it. Like, I want the miniature to be able to stand on its own and say, wow, this mini this is well painted. But I'm hoping the story is what will, you know. There's a lot that's conveyed. and <laughs> Right. A lot. Okay.
0: Take it over over the edge.
1: Right. So enough about me. What are you doing?
0: A little (coughs) bit of of something other than crystal brush, but also crystal brush. So recently I had a private one-on-one with one of my patrons, actually, who lives in Minnesota, um, and he wanted to um, do OSL, and I thought he wanted to do NMM as well. But I was wrong about that. <laughs> I misunderstood. What,
1: what, do you, what do you mean you were wrong about that? Like, how did you figure out that you were wrong? <laughs> did you ask the question and he's like, no, I don't want to do that?
0: Well, in our conversations leading up to the to the private lesson, I understood that he wanted to do NMM and OSL. And so we found a model that can do both and that was a high elf lore master from games workshop you ever seen his model
1: oh. he has this
0: orb he's leading with his orb
1: oh leading in, with
0: the orb in the left hand and, and he's f- in full plate mail okay so it's, like, it's like perfect or right. the osl NMM for the entire armor right okay good easy game over um but it's a single day prior lesson it wasn't two days sometimes day, sometimes they're two days mm-hmm. i shot some footage of it with the intent of making a video called like doing my first private lesson, you know, kind of like I did one with my, my class video. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem was that we sunk so much time into the NMM that we didn't have any time for the OSL. And it turned out that he, he actually wanted to do the OSL more than the NMM in the first place. I felt kind of bad, that I kind of misunderstood like his priorities. Mm. So the thing I learned the most is was communication in that situation. Um, but we, we painted basically full NMM on an entire 32mm model's body. So we got through a lot in seven hours of painting, essentially, Um, and he wants to come back again for the rest of the model doing OSL. Um, So he's gonna take what he learned in the first class, finish his model, because he wasn't entirely finished with the NMM, and then come back and then we'll do the non-metallic metal, um, sorry, the OSL, um, which is kind of complicated on a model that already has NMM. Um, So I painted that, and I also continued the construction on my crystal brush base and also the conversion of the witch, which was a lot of cutting her at the shoulders, the wrists, lengthening her, uh, sorry, uh, making her arms shorter so it looked like it was more to scale. The original model has a huge dress, Mm -hmm. and so she has these massive long arms that look right, but when you shorten her dress like I did, then the arms look like she's like Kobe. Um, So (laughs) I had to shorten the arms a little bit.
1: To make that better what well, do you so you're saying that when you cut the dress you technically probably like cut her off at the ankles because somewhere underneath the dress was her feet right but you don't see them uh, yeah okay so by lo- lessening the dress length you made the proportions of the arms look off exactly Ugh.
0: okay so yeah a lot of joint manipulation repositioning a lot of epoxy sculpt work which may or may not look like garbage when I prime <laughs> it we'll find out <laughs> that's yeah. what the exciting part about novice sculpting. It's like, it looks good because it's kind of the same color as plastic pocket sculpt is. Yep. And then you prime it and it's like, wow, there's a thumbprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I use epoxy
1: sculpt too. I don't know <laughs> if it's better or worse than um, Green Stuff Green mm-hmm. stuff or Milliput. I, I, it acts a little bit closer to Green Stuff than Milliput from my experience in terms of like the sanding and after stuff. Yes, yes. But I, I like working with it better than Green Stuff.
0: Milliput is, I, I just said, it's sandable after mm-hmm. it's dry. But also... Epoxy sculpt and green stuff are not water soluble. Mm -hmm. So um, what that means is when you smooth out green stuff, people will use spit sometimes, but one that works really well is Vaseline. Yeah. uh, But you need to remember to then take a toothbrush or something and and soap down your miniature before you prime it
1: because
0: otherwise there's grease (laughs) all over it, right? (laughs) I never do that. And then then when you spray it, it's going to rub right off because it's like oil on the surface. Oh. So yeah, getting rid of that with a detergent uh, is a good idea. Ooh. So, yeah, good good thing to remember to do that if you're using epoxy sculpted Vaseline to smooth it
1: out. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that the like this giant question mark of how does it look now when I've been doing my kit bashing or adaptations opposed to what it's going to look like when I put the primer on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like I don't trust my eye at all. I'm like, and I, I like to like close my eyes and have like, if I can, like my fingertip or even I'll use a little thin tool to run it over the that seam. Do I feel a seam? Because I feel like I can yes. trust that more than I can trust my eyes. Or your fingernail? Yeah.
0: Sometimes it's really good.
1: I don't have fingernails, so that oh, doesn't count. Rip. Um,
0: yes. So. I mean, scope doesn't sand very well, but I've been like sanding it a lot with like 500 grit sandpaper, Mm. just to try to smooth it out if there is a problem. Uh, Shaving it down with my X-Acto knife. I don't know, I'm concerned. Uh, I'm (laughs) I'm in the camp where it's like, 85% is the only when I prime it, Uh -uh. 15 percent a miracle happens and it looks good. So. We'll see what happens. I'm not entirely sure.
1: But kind of going back to what we were talking about last episode too, with one of the things it comes to competition pieces that makes a piece stand out is the unique factor, right? I've never seen this before. So Mm. I think you, you want to stay in the the brighter side of life here. Um, You focus on the fact that yours is going to look completely unique because it is because you ripped the shit out of this lady and put her back together. (laughs) Hopefully, or I'll just look amateur. Mm-hmm. One oh, of the two. Wow. Hey, I know I never thought about that. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're fucked.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that's what we've been painting. Uh, now, the next part of the podcast is just answering a question from uh, Patreon. And we have two questions that we might do. We'll see how long this first one takes to answer. Um, but the first question is from Jerry Rawl. And his question is Where do you draw the line between speed? And quality when doing army or board game painting? Which is a great question. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the TLDR answer to this question is it depends. (laughs) Well, and the podcast. Next question.
1: All right. Ah. Well, okay. (laughs) Where do you draw the line between speed and quality? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, all right, so we we can't give that answer. That's a BS answer. We can give that answer, and it's the right answer. but Yes, we um, are
0: authorized to do so by the state of Minnesota. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on where
1: you're listening to this podcast, (laughs) that
0: may have been illegal. All right,
1: all right. You want to start first? All right, I can take a a swing at it. I think some of the factors, cause what we're gonna try to answer this question is around the factors that will help you make a decision. At least that's how I'm gonna approach it. You can don't have to do that. Okay. Right? So I in all things, I like to tr- create a little bit of structure and then if I have my structure and if I have a consistency, then I can use that same system each time and then I will feel more confident in my decision. Like if I went through these five steps to decide my blood angel commission army, how I decided to make that You had to use that example, didn't you? Yeah, just random, top of my head. (laughs) Oh yeah, sure. Um, And I I went through these five steps and that, I'm like, okay, based on these five steps, I know that I am going to batch paint all troops. I'm gonna do three levels of airbrushing. I am going to do this, this, and this. And that is by going through these questions, I know that this is the answer I'm gonna have and that's gonna lead me to how much time I'm gonna spend on this project. Okay. If I use those same five questions for the next one, could be okay, I'm going to paint these five character minis for my D&D group and I go through the same five questions, I'll create a routine and consistency and then I can learn over time how my answering those questions will help me um, feel more confident in that. Otherwise, what you end up doing is you just go until you feel like it's okay to stop and you'll often spend more time consciously trying to talk yourself through those steps instead of just not worrying, knowing this is the process I'm going to take. Okay. I did. I lose you.
0: You actually, you lost me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Um, a recap later might be helpful. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think there's a lot of ways you can go with this, this question. Um, from the perspective of myself, I think of myself more as a miniature painter than a game player. Okay, sure. Um, It's fun to spend more time on on characters and spend less time on units. Yep. So when it comes to painting armies, I will spend 10 to 20 hours painting a character and be okay with that because it's fun just to paint one dude. But when it comes to painting a unit, a lot of the things that I would do to a character get thrown out the window. Mm Mm-hmm. I really do think, and this is not at all amazing information, but that the airbrush is the key to painting units in a fast way that mimics what I would do with a paintbrush on a display piece. Mm. So let take a Space Marine. This is an easy one to talk about because Space Marine is like 90% one color, mm-hmm. right? You're never going to get highlights that look like a zenithal highlight on a Space Marine with the speed and blend of an airbrush if you're using a paintbrush, mm-hmm. right? Sure, that's safe to say. Yeah, so... Speed is the key factor there. Right, yeah. So I feel like that also then applies to all other miniatures. Now, not all other miniatures are predominantly one color. Right. So that's, that's, that's the tricky part, you Con, know? Convenient GW. <laughs> so when I paint a wood elf, as I'm known to do, um, they they are all kinds of different colors. Yep, yep. So
1: the green and then light green and then dark green and then all yeah, the
0: green. yeah. If you have no creativity, you <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, so I think I don't think I answered the question very well. Where do you draw the line?
1: Yeah, I don't think I did either. Okay, can we try it again?
0: Yeah, he yeah. said go. How long, if you paint a board game model,
1: how long are you gonna paint uh, spend painting it as a single model? A single model. Yeah. Okay. I think the first question is is you need to take a step back and say. How long, from a, a day's perspective, am I comfortable with doing the whole project, right? Okay. I cool. don't want to spend more than a month painting all my Massive Darkness minis. okay, okay. you want to go like that, okay. Yeah, cool, so cool. I think it's easier to go with, if I go longer than this, I'm not getting anything else done, I, I'm i putting more time in than I'm you know capable of, or it's going to roll out of control, and before I know it, my backlog's going to get huge, because I never finish what I set out to do here. So I think you start with, a standard time frame for yourself. And then from there, you have to count out your hours. And I can average two hours a night for 30 days, okay? Mm. I got 60 hours, all right? So now I have to reverse engineer this math. Okay. I think if you wanna stay on schedule, I think that's the most realistic way to do it. And then you have to be honest with yourself and say, okay, I for these base coats, based on my 60 hours, I gotta have all 60 of these miniatures base coated with the airbrush and all of their three levels of highlights with the airbrush in 10 hours.
0: Okay. Okay. That makes sense because then you have this artificial self-imposed goal for yourself yep. that you're trying to meet. And, yep. that, and like like a painting, like, like Crystal Brush, um, if you have a, an end goal in mind, you have something to work toward. Mm-hmm. So having the, I'm gonna finish this in a month, goal is a great way to motivate you. To finish it in a month, mm-hmm. so the first that I would take is I am going to paint every single mini in this thing, and I'm never going to take more than three hours to paint the 28
1: mill sized models of Hate, for instance. It's got, sure, it's got Hate. Um, You'll be like 85 years old if you give yourself three hours a model in that box.
0: Well, the thing is, a lot of them be batch painted. Yeah. Um, so, unlike the others, where you have a bunch of individual characters, I don't. I, I'm not going to paint those individually. So where I draw the line with a speed paint is if I'm painting it individually. It's a two to three hour process. If I'm trying and I care, it's a 10 to 20 hour process. So that's kind of like a rule, general guideline that I'll probably follow based on speed painting or actually trying. Right. Then if it's like competition, then it's like 40 to 150 and it, cause it varies wildly based on what it is, what the model is, how big it is. Cause like, I don't know. That's not necessarily the question being asked though. Um, okay. So I, I think another question that's interesting is for all the brush users out there that don't use an airbrush at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to paint a Space Marine, would you highlight and shade all the volumes individually with a paintbrush? Would you go that far?
1: I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think I would. I think I, I, think I would not do that. Uh, I, I think I would I would test myself on how good I could have a dry brush look. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we, we, we rattle crayon, rattle can, rattle can, <laughs> rattle can, our McCrag blue, trademark. Um, and uh, so you, psh, and then you get your makeup brush, you steal from your wife's makeup drawer. Why a makeup brush? Because uh, they're super poofy and really light. You like that for dry brushing? If you're doing a big section of something, you can go over it really super light fast. Okay. Like If I just wanted to um, dry brush his face, I wouldn't use those because they're big. Okay. But it allows you to hit a lot of surface area. Okay. Um, how does that look compared to me, Rattlecan, McCraig Blue, and then I just select Edge Highlight. Yeah, yes. And which one within the same amount of time? Because yeah, you can. We, oh yeah, we can go for GW box art ed, edge highlighting. But you ain't gonna do that. <laughs> Kill myself. <laughs> right. And, and we we and that's the reason I go back to like give yourself a legitimate number of days to do stuff because yeah, people will then just get so hyper focused on every single edge highlight. You ain't finishing that army, dude. Yeah. Y- you need to look at it from a bigger picture. And if Mm. you want to get this done to do your next thing, you need to talk about real world time, which I think is more important than hours per mini time. Because under your system, I give three hours per mini. You could be doing three hours per mini, but you only do it once every other day. And then Mm -hmm. suddenly it's that you're at six months now and you're feeling bad, man, because you're still working on the same project.
0: Sure, yeah. Um, Okay. So we've established that, both me and John probably wouldn't paint a space marine like character in and do traditional like wet blending or glazing highlights on like a unit of 10 guys Mm -hmm. that wouldn't be worth the time dry brushing is a solution to that somewhat but like actually going through and wet blending a tradition from highlight to shadow on each of the 10 models in a unit would be too time consuming is that fair to say
1: yep okay um and the air, the airbrush was, or the the dry brush was just like alternative if you don't have an airbrush to use. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so now what about a model that isn't like a space
0: marine? So like a model like. So like layering is a thing. Yeah, and it works really well on a, on a model like a space marine where the shoulders is this huge round pauldron, you can see the different layers and that can be a problem sometimes. But like on a wood elf's like his like skirt thing, like you're not gonna notice like a layered transition or two from one color to the next. So for instance, I'll build up highlights um, without using shades on my what else, Mm -hmm. um, by just doing some layers that have transitions in between them that you can see if you like, look at the model an inch away. Um, That's a fast way to get the right amount of contrast. Um, while not taking and, you know, spending too much time laboring over blending. I think blending is the thing that really kills me in terms of Mm -hmm. time consumption. Mm -hmm. Um, A layering is a thing that you should should consider. uh, Maybe if you're not painting a model that's 90% one color and has a bunch of very flat, round, that's the different things, very round and (laughs) very large surfaces like a Space
1: Marine. Yeah, large, smooth surfaces yeah, especially that's, are tough. That's really the killer, yeah. yeah. And, and remember, if you're doing this, the the whole point of this question yeah. is based around playing of a game. You're When you paint these things, you're like six inches from your eyeball. Yes. When you're playing your game, yes. you're closer to three feet from your eyeball. Yes. So I, I really, that's what I'll totally agree with you on the layering thing because that helps you build contrast that's more... Um, enticing to the eye at three-foot Yeah, the three foot and range. cleaner, yeah, yep. then dry brushing, yeah. Yep, and your eye blends those tones and Absolutely. values naturally. And then you just come down to, one, like anything, you have to practice that technique to get better at it, then you'll get faster. Yes. Um, and, and you'll need to know how much time and how many layers and how many colors I'm going to be using to hit that hour mark that I'm striving for. Right, right. You know? Um, we don't need to necessarily go into a, all these other options of zenithal with glazes over and all yeah. their other techniques that are That's not are, worth it, it for there. speed painting. No. But um, I, I think that the, the essence of it is we want to focus on what is your goal? When do you want these to be able to be played? And honestly, a lot of times for gamers, for, for tournaments, 40K, just Sigmar players, um, the tournament deadline is the motivating yeah, factor. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? absolutely. Yes. Yep, I got to get these 2,000 points painted by next Sunday. And bam, guess what? You painted them. You know when the last time you actually finished an army painting? Never. Because you only did it for deadlines. Right. So impose your own. Yes. And give yourself a real punishment. Yep.
0: You can even go so far as to do that if you want to. Um, That's a great piece of advice. I feel like I saw that in a video somewhere. Mm, Yeah. I wonder where. Hmm. Maybe Uncle Adam. Probably, honestly, <laughs> he has so many videos. He's I gotta know. have said that at some point, right? He's yeah, probably. Yeah.
1: Right. yeah, Uncle Adam, if you're
0: if you're watching this, listening or listening, because this is a podcast, right? Which we're, you can find just... other places than YouTube, right? Well, I should have said that earlier, shouldn't I have? Duh! Okay, you can find this on Spotify and also SoundCloud if you don't want to watch it on YouTube. Okay, um, something else I wanted to say it was this 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 question. I think raises another, I've had this idea for a video for a very long time, which I feel like would do really well, but it's also very difficult to make. And that is take 10 space Marines. And put them in the microwave. Yep. And then e- eat the plastic. No, yes. <laughs> does that make you a space Marine? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you have 10 space Marines. They all sort of bear plastic and every single one you take down a different path at some point or the other. So the first one, you Rattle Can Prime, and then you record, okay, how long did that take? Next thing, you Airbrush Prime. Okay, how long did it take to uh, get everything out, prime it, and then put the Airbrush away? Okay, then you record that. And you take the Rattle Can guy and you base coat the entire model with a paintbrush. Okay, how long did that take? Okay, how long did it take with an Airbrush? And, you, so, and then at some point, every single paint plan deviates. And every single step you record the amount of time invested and you take a picture. So you can see, okay, for Scott, he can spend this amount of time and get this
1: result. Oh, I thought you had named one of the space Marines, Scott. No, me,
0: me, me, me. <laughs> so, okay. So let's say painting a space Marine with a paintbrush takes 30 minutes. Yep. With an airbrush, it takes two minutes.
1: Yep. Okay. I think you need to do half and half, right? So it's like a, a family abso- tree. Absolutely.
0: Exactly. A yeah, family yeah. tree. Exactly. Okay. okay. And then, okay it takes Scott two hours to edge highlight entire miniature with the first edge highlight. Okay. It takes Scott an hour and a half to do the next edge highlight. And this is what it looks like. And you can choose for your own self when you want to stop. So here's the thing. It's going to take you a different amount of time to do these steps, but the ratio is probably going to remain the same. Sure. Yep. Okay. So if it takes me two hours to do a first edge highlight and an hour and a half to do the next edge highlight, it may take you two and a half hours and... Uh, Two Mm -hmm. hours, to the next one, if if you're a little bit slower of a painter. But the ratio will stay the same. And the the viewer can decide for themselves, where do I cross the line in terms of what quality versus time I want to spend? Yeah. And I feel like that could be a really helpful video and answer
1: some questions here about where do I draw the line? Well, and you're just like feeding right into the wheelhouse of most of us. Us. Most of us, where we just want you to tell us, Scott, tell us, tell us what's the fastest way, Scott, tell us which way gives us the best results, Scott. See, the problem
0: is I'm poisoned with the desire to want to know. Hey. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing with, with like, there are 70 airbrushes. There's got to be one that's the best, right? <clears throat> I don't know. At a certain point, it's not worth looking at all of them, but yeah, I have that curiosity. And the question is, is do I have... The effort to want to do yeah, it, I mean, um, right. but it could be an interesting video for sure,
1: and that would answer. I this think question. It, would be, it would make a beautiful chart of would, like the chapter <laughs> chart from from GW is all this brace marine chapters. You can, can you picture that chart in your head where they have the same dude and just a little different color variation? This one's <laughs> Imperial Fist, and and uh, and so yours are just the final result or the each step-by-step result (laughs) and then people can see at the end they're like do i want three do i want seven three or seven then it's like paint swatches when you're at home depot i want eggshell
0: off white.
1: (laughs) okay all right let's do it
0: is there anything else to say about this question (laughs) Um, drawing the line
1: yeah end of the day You just have to put your flag in the ground and say, this is what I'm going to do. But the more you don't address that question and just start with don't have any direction, the less happy you're going to be when you're like, I don't know how far, how time got away from me. I don't know how far I am from ending. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, another thing, and this is kind of a cop out answer is you will figure out for yourself if you just paint. Like you'll be like, fuck that. That was not worth it. I'm going to not do that next time. Um, And so as you paint the same, you know, kind of dudes over and over and over again, you will figure out what best works for you. Because everyone has a different attention span. Everyone has a different level of tabletop because that word means anything.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Because it means something totally different for two different people. So yeah,
1: that's kind of a cop-out answer, but pay more monies, man. You'll figure it out for yourself. (laughs) 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 It's funny that tabletop standard is is the term derived from the minimum color requirement to be able to play. And now tabletop standard means something completely different. Yeah. Right? It means here's my low effort painting. Right. 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 Like I I colored all the bits a different base color is kind of what I... Okay.
0: You know, we can Ah. actually pad this question with some advice. Okay. Okay. Let's do that. Um, What are some really cost efficient methods... And it doesn't need to be, like, you know, airbrushing. What are some cost-efficient ways to make things look good without spending a lot of time? That's a great little little bonus question here. Oh, gosh. And I'll go first. because I Please do. So really easy is just pay attention to every single detail in the model and paint them. Oftentimes people will ignore things and miss them. And if you just give it a base coat, like, for instance, uh Space Marines have little. I hate that we use Space Marines as examples.
1: Mm. Okay, whatever.
0: They have a bunch of little bolts all over the model, right? How long does it take to to go and paint them all silver? Oh, shit. 30 seconds, right? Like rivets? Yeah, rivets. Okay. That's just don't ignore details that are easy to base coat on the model. That's one thing. Second thing: slime, ooze, blood, mud. They're so easy to apply mm. to the boots of your mouth, to the cape of your mouth, to the weapon of your miniature. You can spray it on him like he just freaking gourds some guy. Yeah. Um, dry pigments, um, super easy to apply, mm-hmm. have an amazing dusty effect. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know about dry pigments, you can just go to a local art supply store and get dry pastels. Pastels come in two varieties. One is hard waxer, waxier. And softer, and there is harder and drier. Mm-hmm. Get the harder and drier one, and literally take a paintbrush, and you can paint the pastel off of the little. It'll be like in a cylinder shape, like kind of like a, like, a, like a crayon or like a piece of chalk. Yep. And then you can paint that directly on your model, and it's not painting like it's a fluid. It's a dust, and that just like whew, super easy makes it look nice and dusty. And I love to do that to the boots of and the in the bottoms of cloaks of mm-hmm. miniatures. So. Yeah that's that, that's what i'm thinking about like really cost-efficient ways to make your thing look really awesome fast your turn speedy 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 okay i'm, I'm on are done.
1: on the spot um all right uh, the first one is going to involve a little bit of of getting outside of your comfort zone it was for me the first time i did Ooh. it but in the long run you will and it's not a big secret but um let's let's get some oil paints in your in your uh, repertoire Whoa. um you're scaring oil, me. Right. Okay. So here's <laughs> the reason why. So uh, you're going to be using what's called an oil wash. Right? Okay. Where I'm not scared now. Right. <laughs> so I'm not saying direct oil paints. I mean, that's a different story for a different time. Um, but the effect of a black oil wash on across most pa- minis that you paint is so much more um contrast that's created. It's so much more vibrant. It makes your mini jump off the table compared to a standard null oil wash. We'll use the term people know. And why? Because the all right. Two reasons. Um, one, it's the oil wash is inherently much more dense in color. And it has a much higher viscosity. So it will get off of your raised edges Easy and give a real dark line to your recessed edges. Okay. Um, and it's easy to clean up with a Q-tip and some mineral spirits. Yeah. To shoop, 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 super fast. I didn't want any across the top of his helmet. There's yep. some here. It's I gone. To, I didn't want to tint the rest of my color. I yep. just wanted it to be in the recess. Just want it in the black. Yes. In in all those panel lines or whatever you're to trying to do. And you you can do it so much quicker. Um, this is something something that um, that places will do for. Uh, high end um, commission paints when they do yes. um, batch armies and stuff like that to really in a short period of time, they will get your army looking really good. So, uh, side note on this, it is a, it takes more fiddling to figure it out because you're getting oil paint in the tube mm-hmm. and you're getting a big jug of mineral oil spirits and you're combining the two to find the right consistency, um, that will look good on your mini, and that can take some trial and error. Okay. You thin it down too much, um, it will almost create like flakes. It will degrade, the oil will be too far separated. Okay. You don't do it enough, and um, you can like flood your whole green dude and suddenly he's all black and you free- have a freak out moment. You can <laughs> clean that up just fine, but it's gonna take you a buttload of Q-tips to do it. Okay, okay. So it is take some trial and error, and it takes some attention to detail, but there, uh, off the top of my head, speedy thing once you can get the hang of it to really increase the quality of your tabletop standard stuff. Oil wash. Oil wash. Okay. I've never personally
0: done it, but I mean, it sounds like it's fantastic. The problem that I've always had with oil washes, and maybe someone else has as well, is whenever I apply it and it dries, I've done enamel, not oil, just enamel washes. Mm -hmm. It's like separates from the edge a little bit and there's like a tide mark that runs right along the edge instead of being in the edge have you ever experienced this yeah um, thank
1: god why is it happening how do i fix it well it's because that's your pigment is so dark there that it looks like you're set and it's in the right spot when in fact it's actually filled that crevice okay okay so you've dried it away everywhere else and then when it dries the tide goes down and uh, so you're left with okay. it because it's so slow drying. It's the edge of that pool. Yep. So you you don't want to douse it. So no you, dousing. Just target the the
0: recesses. Just the tip. Okay, cool. All right, more advice. Focus on the things that matter. If you spend a lot of time painting boots, you're wasting your time. Yeah. Just put, okay, like 80% of your effort into the head and shoulders and
1: top of the chest and 20% everywhere else. I feel like that should be a great bumper sticker. If you're focusing on painting the boots, you're wasting your time. Like, there's so many lessons in life. That's so niche. I know. Wait, you know, how, it, what does that apply to? What does that else apply to? Right. Everything in life <laughs> is details. <laughs> everything else in life <laughs> is painting the boots, man. Like when. Like next time I see you, like, um, like. Scrubbing out the the ketchup bottle to get you know to get it all out before you put it in the recycle Man. I'm like, man, quit painting the boots. Okay, oh. you are wasting. This is deep. Is Stop pe- spending your time doing things that
0: are unimportant. Right. That's what it means. Quit painting the boots, dude. Wow. <laughs> that's bumper that's, sticker. Put it on a shirt. Put that on a patch. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. But yes, it is true for miniature painting in a literal sense as well. Oh. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh. Where you shouldn't focus on things that aren't important. And that will save you a ton of time too. I'm not saying don't paint it, but I'm saying like base coat it, put a wash it and forget about it. With my miniatures from the others, I, if you look at all their feet, they're awful. Um, <laughs> some I didn't even paint, they're just bare primer because it doesn't matter. It's not what you're looking at. The face and the shoulders are so much brighter and they're more, right. they're more eye-catching. You don't even care about those, so. Yeah, that's another piece of
1: advice that I would give.
0: You've inspired
1: me. To do what? Uh, is I have like uh, an, an exorbitant amount of dollars in, in Nighthaunt night minis. Oh, I thought you were flexing right now. No, no, like, no. no, 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 no. God, that was the end of the sentence. A cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of the sentence. We just got a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Nighthaunt model, models, and I just want to, I should just like prime them all dark black and uh, or dark gray and then just paint the faces. Do it because they're ghosts
0: yeah i mean there are no rules here at I wonder all if
1: i'd get in trouble at a tournament if it was like if that 95 of the model is primer and then just the face is beautiful would i get in trouble see okay
0: maybe i should refine that advice it's like the face and shoulders most attention the stomach and waist and arms second most attention the legs third most attention the feet fourth most attention so there needs to be an, a, an, a, a gradient of effort so it's not just like it's, I primed the body and painted the face and that it's done
1: It <laughs> needs to be a food pyramid yes to, exactly <laughs> yeah a food pyramid of
0: which parts to focus on that is also coming out and we'll we'll make a poster of that right yeah, yeah. it'll be on the wall it'll be, in the show, it'll be in the show notes if you want to buy that just the top is the boots <laughs> wait would it be the face is the top no I don't know. The, the top is the time. sugars
1: and the bad parts right Oh. The the base is not the base. This is where it's confusing. Yeah. Because the base of the pyramid is not actually painting the base. It's the good things. Yeah. And the base is not the base. All right.
0: Okay. I had another thing I wanted to say, but then we ran off with conversation. Mm. All right. My posture is terrible. Let's take a short break.
1: <music>
0: All right. After that short break, we are back. I don't remember what I wanted to say, but I can't remember and we're running out of SD space. SD space, space on SD cards. Um, One thing I remembered though was basing. Basing is so easy on miniatures and it makes them look so much better. And when I say basing, I don't mean freaking cork. CORK! God damn people, why do you use so much cork? Like, okay. Like uh, various size rocks, maybe a little bit of uh, poison ivy, maybe like a little bush, uh, maybe a little tuft of grass, and some dry pigments. And your base looks freaking amazing. Like just a little bit of variety. You put poison ivy on your... Yeah, actual poison Mm -hmm. ivy. Jesus Christ, man.
1: That's metal.
0: Yeah. I want to be having a rash every time I play (laughs) (laughs) a miniature war game. No, I think
1: uh, Army Painter makes two-scale ivy, and I fucking love it. I just thought that it was like a there's like a metaphorical poison ivy. It's like oh. you need to poison ivy the shit out of this base. And I was like, yes, you do. Like what a does superhero? that mean? Like a superhero? I
0: don't know. Okay, no, I meant like literal ivy. Um, but anyways, so basing super easy. Put some effort into it. I know it's the thing that comes at the end of the model process, oftentimes, but. It's, it's so easy compared to miniature painting it's actually fun <laughs> a lot of times
1: right. it's super
0: easy to do and it just makes your model a million times better yeah um you know what
1: i think of when i see cork
0: what do you think of cork hey it's cork that's cork it's cork that's, that, that's, that's, not, that's not a rock that's it's not a yeah that's it's, not a little it's man cork yeah that is freaking cork okay immersion in, ruined does cork does cork
1: grow naturally in the wild from a cork tree maybe oh you, yeah in cork bushes <laughs> No cork, cork tree comes cork from comes from a cork tree, dude. Are you actually really? Yes.
0: Yeah, you're lying. Cork is something. Seems like the products are naturally found, but it's manufactured. You're gonna get memed, the hell out of. Hey, there are
1: cork <laughs> trees. I don't know, man. Look it up. Are you unsure? <laughs> I know exactly whether it's a thing or not. I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> okay. What else for speed painting? Uh oh. Uh, shit. I had one. Oh yeah. Use a bigger brush this is a, a big one um when i change from using tiny tiny brush because we figure we paint tiny tiny men yeah i need a tiny brush to paint tiny things right no use a big brush no don't. no use a big <laughs> brush <laughs> because you spend so much time going back and forth from your palette when you are painting your little man because it's got a tiny tiny little well on that brush and you have to constantly have your drying paint on there because it can't hold very much use mm. a big brush big brushes still have small tips uh ooh, be careful about the alliteration there <laughs> um, and you can you can cover the base of all the materials so much faster. Um, you'll get done in in so much uh, less amount of time, and it also will make you a better painter. Mm. Side bonus uh, because. You are focused because you're dealing with a bigger brush. You are going to be working on your brush control a lot more. Okay. So you're going to be able to hit those fine lines. You're going to make sure that you can get the edge for the edge highlighting because we often think a little brush will help your edge highlighting work better. And that is absolutely not the case. It's not, not the case at all. So that's another pro tip. There you go. I think that was good. Yeah. Okay. I think we hit that stuff. All right. We'll end the
0: episode there. Thanks for checking out episode two of season zero of... Deafening Roar. I will not scream at this time to save your ears. Um, let us know what you guys think of the podcast in the comment section below. Um, if we can improve anything. Um, and we'll see you for the third and final episode of Deafening Roar sometime in the future.
1: All right, Do so you see. know what we do need to improve? What do we We need to for? improve this outro. I feel like yeah. we hangy, hangy dangle like dingleberries off the end of that podcast. Yeah, yeah, we'll think about that. All right, we'll see what you guys help us out with that. Yeah, okay. All right.
0: See you later.